Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. Hey, good morning, you guys. Real quick, again, who, 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 when was your first time here? Raise your hand one more time. There's a couple of people. I'm so stoked. I just love it. Jesus. Come on. Welcome, you guys. I always tell people, date us for a little bit, you know, just, you know, take us out once or twice and see if you like what's well, any chemistry. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's darker out, right? So it's not as bright, I guess. Anyway, man, I'm still, there's a couple new people I haven't seen like years are here. Like, I'm just, ex- <laughs> makes me happy. Um, sometimes when you do church for a little bit, people come and go because God's called them different places. So it's, your heart breaks a little bit, but you know it's good because God is calling people to different places. And so, man. Um, hey, it's Family Sunday. And so really what that really means for us is we, we, we do our best not to get into ruts of like uh, worship announcements, message, goodbye, right? We just, we do our best like not to turn this into another meeting where you're an audience member and there's somebody up here that you're not in the audience. I haven't said in a long time, but do you guys recognize there's no audience here? Like you're part, you're part of the ministry team. You're part of the army. Um, um, and so church culture has kind of elevated um, certain roles um, and it's not anyone's fault. It's just kind of a collective thing. We kind of all collaborated and decided that we, this was the audience and this was the pulpit and, and it is, but it's, but church, church is meant to be lived out by everybody with power and strength and just miracles, signs and wonders everywhere we go. So, um, and it's supposed to be mostly ex- experienced through you guys. Um, does that make sense? All right. So anyway, so we're, so Family Sunday is more about it's less about what's happening up front and what's going to happen, what's going to happen with you guys. So later on, we're going to shift gears. I'm going to try and speak for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> I knew I'd get a laugh by some of you. <laughs> if you're new, don't worry about it. I'm going to nail it. Um, I know I am. Uh, more laughter. Um, hey, um, how many of you guys have been here last few? Oh, no, if you've been in the last few weeks, maybe about maybe a month and a half now, we've had a really fun, intentional, and also a little bit unintentional at times, um, series on the topic of rest. Everybody just say rest. Say, ah. <laughs> um, and so we've been talking so much about rest, about the unhurried life, right? Some of you guys even texted me and said you bought John Mark Comer's book, The, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, I encourage you. It's a great book. There's lots of books out there. But we've been chatting about rest. Um, even, even last week, Micah continued it. I loved it. He talked about tarrying with the Lord, tarrying. And, and I love how he phrased it, sit down. And <laughs> sit down and shush up, all right? So <laughs> I'm not allowed to say it in my family, so I, I, I will not say it now. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many things I can't say in my family. Like, <laughs> all right, the military was not kind to me. Um, okay, um, but so we, I love that. And so we've been talking about abiding with him lately. We're talking about resting in him. Uh, how many of you guys, we, I think I pre- two weeks ago I preached on the Sabbath. How many of you guys have actually attempted to take a Sabbath um, now uh, that you didn't before? Raise your hand. Oh, come on, you guys. We got this. <laughs> Do my messages mean nothing? <laughs> Am I talking to them? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, 
Some of you guys maybe already do, and maybe that's what you're saying. Um, <laughs> listen, this is a, it's, it's in the Bible. Like, I'm not, these aren't Jesse's ideas. This is like, it's the Ten Commandments, right? Like, don't murder and take a Sabbath. Like, it's not hard. All right. <laughs> we got this. We got this. Listen, I don't care if you do or don't. Like, my life doesn't change. All right, so... Um, but I want to encourage you, if, I'll, I'll say it again, your ability to rest is directly connected to your ability to love. Your ability to rest and have an unhurried lifestyle is completely connected to your ability to connect with the Lord. It, it's, it's a really big deal. And so taking rest seriously, um, you, you won't know you're not taking it seriously until your world falls apart and you realize I think I need to take this seriously. So your choice, wait till that happens or choose. <laughs> or choose, right? This is, this is the God, God is not a controlling father. He's going to, you know, but at some point, our hurried lifestyle has its own consequences built into it, right? Okay. Today, I'm not talking, I'm going to kind of continue this a little bit. Um, like I said, I'm looking at the clock. We got this. But I, before we do that, I want to share a couple of testimonies. How many of you guys heard about um, that we were at the skate park last Tuesday doing Jesus Burgers? If you don't know what Jesus Burgers is, I know a few of us were, were there, actually. Jesus Burgers is a, is a ministry up in um, Isla Vista, Santa Barbara, UCSB. Some great friends of ours at Isla Vista Church have been doing this for, I think, 13, uh, it's like 13 or 14 years now. And it all started um, on, there's this basically a street that drunk people, college students, walk up and down, um, maybe nightly, but I know on the weekends it's huge. And it's called De La, De La Playa. And they decided to start this, thing, this whole thing out by pushing a mobile um, barbecue um, up and down the street, cooking hamburgers for people and hamming, handing these hamburgers out. And they started calling, and then actually I think the people called them Jesus burgers, the people that were eating them. They named it for them, which is really fun. And really now what they do is they have a ministry house right on that street where they open up to the front patio and cook hundreds of hamburgers. There's a line 30 to 40 people deep. And, uh, and literally they just get a chance to hang out, chat, People hang out there and eat it and stuff. Sometimes the, if people have been drinking too much, they bring these people into their house and sit with them, let them throw up, all that fun stuff. Um, it's just, it's literally just they want them to feel cared for and seen because that's what Jesus does. And so it's, it, they, they also provide free blessings and healings and stuff. We've done a lot of stuff down there. Well, a church decided, wouldn't it be really cool to do something like that here? And um, and we just we just felt like the Lord was wanting to really touch the skate park down the street. Um in Costa, in Costa Mesa called um, Volcom Skate Park. And so Jimmy Chio, man, great man of God. He's our young adults pastor now. And he is, uh, he, he, he spearheaded that. A lot of you guys chipped in, helped. I see some of you guys there. And really it was one of the most impactful nights I've had in a long time um, in outreach. A lot of outreaches feel really kind of forced, uh, very mechanical. They're still good because we're training sometimes, right? We're just training. We're learning. We're getting our, you know, we're, we're practicing stuff like, hey, do you know Jesus? I want to tell you about him. This wasn't quite like that. This was like, hey, we're all hanging out together. My kids skate, you skate, you skate. You know, a lot of people here skate. And so literally they, people with the skaters would just come off and say like, hey, can I have a water? Like, yeah, have a water, have fun. And they'd just be gone. And some of the cool stories were like, you know, I got to chat with um, uh, this one kid who skates there every evening, and um, the guy that actually teaches our kids to skate, he's there every day, um, all day, just he knows all the kids, and he came over, and he goes, so what, 
what do you mean they're free? What kind of a, is this a fundraiser? Can I give some money? And, um, and we're like, no, 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 it's, it's just, just they're free hamburgers. And I go, well, why? And my son goes, because Jesus is free. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. And he literally came over and had a hamburger when he was done with all his lessons and just sat down. I think it was with um, Chloe and Mark. And his name is um, Mank. And he used, you pray for Mank. And he's just, a, he's probably in his 50s, but he's been skating his whole life and just loves teaching kids to skate. He literally sat down for like 40 minutes just chatting with Mark, right? He was right. And I like, by the end, um, he leaves and it's dark out. And he says, all right, bye, Jesse. And he's like, he's like, those two are amazing, by the way. And it was, I was just like, come on. Because you know we heard about Jesus if it was Mark and Chloe. Like, so it's not just about having conversations. But you, I got to meet some of these guys, find out what their home life is like and find out why they're at the skate. It's just amazing. So somebody has already given us, actually, Anthony and, and Tawny gave us a barbecue already for the next one. So we're not done with this. We're going to keep doing it. So next time we do this, if you feel like you want to do it, listen, we don't need the whole church there. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, we don't need you all to show up. That's not the point of this. The point is that if you feel called to this, come hang out with us, chat with some people. It's not, it's not like another outreach you have to be at. I want you to naturally figure out where you fit. And so it may not, it may not be on Huntington Beach on a Tuesday night. It may not be at a skate park. But if it is, come hang out with us. It was super fun, so non-pressure. I felt so refreshed, um, which I don't always feel refreshed after outreaches. Um, but I felt really just refreshed. Anyway, so that was really cool. Um, I'm waiting to hear some of the testimonies back, but we just had that on Tuesday. All right. That's it. Okay, now. now does my time start now? <laughs> oh, I got, I got a couple of groans on that. All right, listen. Today, today we're going we're gonna, to, I think we're going to complete this. <laughs> I'm not cheating. Um, I like to talk. I'm sorry. Um, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna close out today on the rest. I think this is the last one. Um, the Lord's just been leading us. It's been beautiful. But the last thing I really felt called to do when we're talking about rest, I think it's important to talk about the spiritual discipline of solitude and silence. Everybody say solitude. solitude. What is solitude? A quick definition. It's the intentional time. Say Intentional intentional, right? Not by accident, not by like you got stranded somewhere so you're alone. No, it's intentional time in the quiet to be alone with God and our own soul. It's the space we make for God to love us and to transform us into people of love. Isn't that cool? I know, it just makes you all warm inside. You're like, I want to do that. Um, solitude, getting away. Um, Jesus, Jesus, uh, you know, we, we look at the New Testament and there's a lot of moments that we recognize when Jesus gets away to pray. But he didn't just get away to pray because he, he wanted to talk with God. He got away. He got away from the crowds. Mark 1.35, just a couple of scriptures here um, just for time. But he says, very early in the morning. By the way, this is Mark 1.35. Right, right before the scripture, if you look up, it, it, Jesus was doing a lot of healings, deliverances. He had healed, um, I think it was Peter's mother that night, mother-in-law I think it was. But he, he, he was doing all this ministry. And then right after that, right after the ministry talk, it says very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Say solitary. solitary. He got away. It's simple, right? Intentional. Intentional. Um, 
all throughout the New Testament, it talks about Luke getting away in the gospel. It says that Luke 5, 16, Jesus often slipped away into the wilderness and prayed. So Jesus is practicing this thing of slipping away, of getting away. Sometimes it was with his disciples. Sometimes it was oftentimes without his disciples. Sometimes the disciples and him got into a boat to be solitude together. And so there's a, there's a consistent pattern in what Jesus did. He got away, and I believe he got away so that he didn't burn out. I believe he got away so that his soul was at rest. You see, before Jesus ever did any ministry at all, he was hidden, right? Like we don't actually hear about 90% of Jesus' life. It was completely hidden. And I, I, honestly, I, I, I would imagine a lot of it was just done with his own thoughts and with the Father. Richard Foster, a great uh, author and man of God that writes a lot on the disciplines, he said this, he says, solitude is more of a state of mind and heart than it is a place. There is a solitude of the heart that can be maintained at all times. Crowds or lack of them have little to do with this inward attentiveness. So it's not so, so I, want, I, want you to, I want you to recognize this isn't just about getting away and getting alone. I think that's gonna make things easier for you. But really the goal here isn't so that you become an, uh, an expert at isolation, um, which isn't really solitude. But it, it, some of you guys are like, oh, I love being alone. <laughs> when you're around people, though, can you still have a heart of solitude? Um, there, there's two dimensions of, uh, of, of this quietness of your spirit. Um, there's an external and there's an internal. And I'm not going to be able to, I mean, there's books written on this stuff. So just forgive me if I'm moving through this. A lot of the stuff we've done, like there's books written on rest, on Sabbath. And so we're kind of moving through it um, a little quickly. Just recognize this is a lot deeper than, we're, when, than I'm talking about. All right. But the, on the external side, this is where we, if you're going to practice the external ways of solitude, it's you're going to get away from the external sounds, the people, the stimuli, and let our bodies come into quietness. This is where you find a park and sit alone somewhere. This is where you go to Crystal Cove and you sit on a bench and you look out of the ocean away from everybody. This is where you turn your phone off and you leave it somewhere for a few hours or days and, and you, you, you get away from the noise of the world, okay? That's external, right? Those are very, it's, it's a lot easier to do because you can make these great choices. The harder thing to do is this internal solitude. And this is where we set ourselves on God and let our minds come into a kind of mental and emotional rest. A mental and emotional rest, right? Have you guys ever had those moments where like you feel it, your soul and your emotions, they feel at rest? You guys ever feel that? Come on, I got the thumbs up from Dave in the back. I love it. You get That's a special moment, isn't it? It's like in those moments when you feel at rest, you're like, I'm content, right? You feel whole. You feel whole. You feel like, I'm, I'm whole. I'm not missing anything in this moment. And I, I, I honestly, I believe this is, what, this, is, this is closer to what it means to abide in Christ. Um, when, we're, when we're running around doing ministry and, or even just working and, and attending to kids, good Lord, um, we're always moving and our minds are moving. Why? Because they need to be, because there's stuff to do. 
because there's responsibilities. And so we're moving around. It's, I'm not saying you can't abide in Christ in those moments, but I promise you, if you haven't learned to abide in Christ when you're alone, it's going to be really hard to abide with him when you're not. So th this, is, this is as much about, when we talk about solitude, this is really about, I, I feel like a coach in this a little bit. I feel like a coach, like I'm trying to coach us as a team to win. And, and too much of Christianity is about a talking head where we try to throw out revelations and hope somebody gets it, which I get some of them when, when people talk to me, but most of it falls away. But with a, with a, with a team, with a coaching, you run drills and practices. Why? Because there's a game. And why? Because we want to win. We do. We want to win. We have to win. Winning looks like something for the Christian. For the Christian, winning looks like abiding in him everywhere I go right? Where you don't have that uneasy feeling in you of like, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. Have I, have I prayed enough? I haven't talked to God today. I haven't, well, I that person smiled at me, but I'm angry, so I don't want to, whatever. And so in this, I want to, I want to throw out this idea to you that, that as Christians, we need to be trained. We need to practice this stuff, okay? Um, But I want to say this too, just because it's important to, to say, solitude's not just about being alone. You can feel lonely and not be in solitude. You can feel alone and still not be in solitude. And you can be in solitude and you can be lonely. Solitude is more an intentional action that we take. Does that make sense? Um, now for some practicals, and then I want to, and then we're gonna do some fun stuff because it's Family Sunday. Um, great. So f a few things I want to hit on. Um, how how do you, how do I? So if you were to ask me, like, oh, how do I do solitude, Jesse? Like, what does it look like? Um, you might. You, some of you guys are masters at this. Um, but just even even if you know how to get into solitude, I, there, there's probably more for you. There's probably more for you. And so I, for, for, for one, um, I want to encourage you guys, um, when you're first learning how to do solitude, um, by the way, let me ask a quick question. How many of you guys think, I'm just going to get a kind of read on the people, how many of you guys think that solitude is something that you do fairly regularly and you feel, you feel pretty confident that you're good at it? Raise your hand. You do it pretty regularly. Wow, all right. I like this. How many of you guys feel like this is a real challenge for me to get alone and to quiet myself in the midst of my day? Raise your hand. Cool. Yeah. I know. I, I don't know who's lying or who's not lying. I'll just take you guys at your word. But <laughs> you're like, well, I do at least once a month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's set that goal post a little bit. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the right number is. Honestly, I don't know how many times is the right number. I just know that like for me personally, like it's a challenge because I love getting things done. And solitude doesn't feel like I'm getting anything done sometimes. Amen? All right, so the first one is first, I, I encourage you, make a decision to be intentional about this. Just, it, honestly, if it's not scheduled into your calendar, some of you guys won't do it. So if you need to, put it in your calendar, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever, but find a place that's quiet and as distraction-free as possible. It might be your car parked on an overlook. I oftentimes will, if I'm in between meetings and I, and I don't like, 
I don't like small blocks of time. I just don't have the focus to like jump into something and then jump out. Like I need a good hour or two. So if I've got that small block of time, I'll literally drive to a lookout in Costa Mesa and I just look out at the ocean and sit in my car. And in that, I can take 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I know that's a good spot for me to be undistracted. I don't know what it's for you. Maybe it's your backyard. Maybe it's a, maybe you go for a walk around your block. I don't know what you do. But find some place to get completely alone if you can. Um, maybe it's, some of you guys, nature is your thing, right? Where you just let, that's just beautiful. I love it. Some of you guys need to be earthing and put your feet on the earth or something like that, Tiffany Larson. Um, so time, um, the second, most of us, <laughs> sorry. I just, I love it. I always inside things with so many of you. Um, what time, when do you, when, when should you do solitude? I don't know. What works for you, right? If you're a parent, maybe it's nap time. Right? Maybe it's after the kids go to bed at night and it's like, oh, and you have all this time and you just never want to go to bed because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> We've been going to bed later and later lately, but it's just like, you're like, oh, I don't want tomorrow to come though. <laughs> the kids are going to be awake. No. <laughs> it's real. Okay. So. But listen, find your time, your space. If it's a lunchtime because you work day, great. But find time, even if it's just 20 minutes, if it's 30 minutes. Anyway, I'll get into that. Okay, so what, do you, what should you do um, during, um, during this solitude, right? What constitutes solitude? What's allowed? What's not allowed? I don't know. So what to do? A few things, one th- things you can do. Um, there's, a, there's, a one, there's a fun app. I've used it. I think I've told you guys, but it's called the One Minute Pause. Is that what it's called? One, one minute. I think it's called the Pause app. So you can look at that. It helps you get take one minute, then it, then it graduates you to three minutes. And then if you get three minutes down, you go to five minutes. <laughs> anyway, it's a fun app. It's, it helps you meditate on scripture. It helps you breathe. Um, and I really like it. Um, it's just really, I think it's John Eldridge that kind of leads it. And he's got a very soothing voice. <laughs> so uh, anyway, one minute um, pause app. Honestly, it's a great way to get into this um, if you need help. Um, another way is just journal. Open your, open your journal up and start just writing down what you're thankful of. Just start writing to Jesus. Hey, God, I sure love you. You're a good dad. And see what happens. Um, you just sit there and start practicing thankfulness. Just start thanking him for things. Anything you think of him. Thanks for the air. Thanks I have breath in my lungs. Thanks that I have a car that works, my legs that are moving. I don't know. Thank him for stuff. And just sit in that place. Um, um, and if you ever get distracted, we've said this before, just write them down. Just write down distractions. Oh, shoot, I was supposed to text so-and-so and return that call. Just write it down. I use Siri, um, and she reminds me. Um, okay. Um, a couple things I want to say. Um, when you first start, if you're a beginner at this, set modest goals. Okay, set modest goals. It's better to start small and work your way up. Start with 10 minutes, three to five days a week. 10 minutes. Three to five days a week. How many of you guys think you can do that? Raise your hand. Think you got that? Yeah? Most of you? I like it. Is this going to be the thing with the Sabbath thing? <laughs> I thought I forgot. All right. So, okay. Interme- if you're more intermediate, you've already practiced a few times. Some of you guys, you're like, I do this often. Consider upping it to every single day. Listen, this, is, this idea of meditating, the world, the world meditates. Right? The world, it's, it's a very high-level practice for people that want to achieve things in their life, but do they meditate on Christ and let their life be stilled? Meditation oftentimes is emptying your mind, right? But when we meditate on God, we're filling it with Him. 
And so, anyway, more to that. Okay, so advanced, if you're advanced, try upping your time to 30 to 60 minutes. If you've never done an all-day retreat, try one of those. There's lots of places, retreat centers all around the area. Um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, um, so monasteries. There's, yeah, all, there's uh, missions. That's what I was thinking of. There's tons of missions out there. Just go to one and just get in these places that are actually like spiritual locations and just see what happens. Um, I encourage you, take your phone, turn it off for 24 hours. Just little things like that will begin to alert you. You know what I realize when it's quiet? I realize how much my life is not. It, it, but you don't, you don't recognize it's not quiet till you actually find out what quiet sounds like. It's convicting as heck, but it's, but it's the kind that just feels so good, doesn't it? It's like those moments when you're still, you're like, oh. Uh, earlier this week, I, I pulled up at, the, at, the, um, at Portola. Uh, I had a, a, a coffee time with someone, and I decided to spend 30 minutes just walking around this massive parking lot they have. Just walked around the parking lot, nothing scenic about it. And I turned on uh, just some worship and put it in my pocket, and I just walked. And I, I literally, something has happened to me. I just started crying as I was walking. And, and I don't cry very often, but just the Lord met me. He just met me there in the parking lot with a bunch of cars and people coming and going. And I was just, I just sat down on a bench and I just, I just sat in the beauty of just his presence. And, you know, I don't know about you, but it, some of us are moving too fast for him to catch us. That's not biblical. I, I get it. Like he's already caught you. But sometimes it feels that way because your attention is everywhere but here. Um, all right, I'm going to tell you real quick right now. This is not a something you try out and you get good at. All right? So all you high-level achievers out there, just, just get ready. All right? This is not something you do once and you're like, oh, let's do that. Let's do this five times a week. That was easy. It, the, the, the enemy wants your attention to be on anything but him. And, and he'd rather your attention be on the fast-moving Jesus than the still Jesus. So let's just be real about this. Like, it, this is not going to be easy, all right? There's a lot of stuff that is easy. I don't think this is one of them, at least not for majority of us. Um, you might do it once or twice, and I promise you there'll be a battle for your stillness. It'll be a battle. So I just want to remind you guys, start where you're at, not where you should be. <laughs> Did you get that? I know we're all thinking like, oh, I should be so for, okay. If you can only do five minutes, great. Do the small incremental acts um, and let it become a small habit, okay? It happens over years. Say years. Years, years you guys. I just depressed a few of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I promise you, this is not a day's thing. This is months and years. Because what we're after, we're not after uh, something we do once and it just uh, and, and then we don't do it again. We're after a consistent rhythm of rest and silence and solitude. So think of when you when you do this, I want you to think even in that context. It will help you, I promise. Because you're not thinking about a one shot, I did it. Woohoo! I get to tell Jesse I was one of those people. <laughs> no, this is one of those things where you did it once and you're like, wow, that was so good, Father. Lord, I pray for you to help me do it again. 
and do it again and do it again. Put it in your calendar. Um, by the way, you can't succeed or fail at this. Okay? You can't fail at this. Some of you guys, you're going to end, you're going to, you're going to do it for 10 minutes and you'll be like, nothing changed. What happened, God? What did you do? Did you breathe on me? Did, did I, I didn't shake. Was I supposed to shake? Was I, <laughs> you can't fail at this. Don't, don't put some little label on this thing that being in solitude is going to cause your soul to come to rest and it's going to be enlightened. I might levitate. I don't know. Just be alone with him and know like that, that was a big win. That was a big win. You can't win or lose this thing. It's just if you do it, you win, okay? Um, and lastly, too, just experiment with this. What comes naturally to you? What's, what's the natural rhythm of your life, okay? I promise you, um, for Jess and I with a bunch of kids and other things going on and soccer practice, it's not going to look like yours. If you're single, it really won't look like my life. It'll be different, and that's okay. So just rejoice in that. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, what I want to do next is I'm gonna, we're going to do something. Um, we're going to take the rest of our time, about 20, 20 minutes. We're going to take some of that time, and I want us to, I want us to do a couple things. By, by the way, I'm going to first, if you're new here, I want to apologize. <laughs> uh, you, I'm serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, but we, we are training. We're training. And, um, you know, if uh, it, this next part gets uncomfortable for the majority of the church, and I say it every time we do it because it's true every time we do it. And, uh, every t and so we're about to break up into small groups, and we're about to talk to one another. <laughs> When you launch a church, this is what they told me when we started the church. The one thing you don't do in church is ask people to talk to each other. They literally say that. And you might think, no, they do. They do. And it's true. It is so uncomfortable to be forced to talk to somebody next to you. So I'm sorry. But like a good coach, I don't care. I don't. I care more that you grow into a powerful son of God or daughter of God than I do that you're sitting here comfortable in a chair. I just do. It's not very pastoral. I get it. But sometimes you got to go there. Um, so I care about you. I don't care about your small bit of anxiety that is going to get triggered here. Um, and I, and I say that only because I've done this so many times as a church, we have, that I know the fruit that will come out of your life if you just push past this little moment. Amen? All right. For 90% of you, are you normal? You're used to this? Cool. For the rest of the other 10%, I am sorry. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some instructions, but before I do that, I want to actually go and have you break up into groups, okay? Now, I don't care how you do this. I'm not going to say, go find someone you've never met before. I don't care how you do it, all right? Wherever you're at. By the way, if you don't want to say anything this morning to somebody, I'm okay with that. I am, right? It's enough that you're uncomfortable that we're breaking into groups. It makes me happy, okay? So, but you don't have to talk. So if you're like, can I just sit this one out? Your group will be like, absolutely, no problem. I'll talk for all of us, okay? You good? You good? All right, family Sunday. All right, so here's what I do. I'm thinking groups of three, maybe four, but probably just three, okay? Why? Because we're going to be doing different things, and it's good that everybody gets a chance to talk, okay? 
How many? How many? Three, okay? Maybe four, but three. All right, ready? All right, you guys, and you move your chairs around if you want. Don't go too wonky with them, but move your chairs. Ready? Go. Say, tell them your name. You don't have to tell them your highs and lows. Just tell them your name. If you want to ask them, where do you live? <laughs> Somebody watch the door in case everybody leaves. All right, groups of three. If you see someone sitting alone, rope them in kindly with a smile. All right, I'm watching. Threes, maybe a fourth. Hold on, okay, okay. Okay, quiet, a little quieter. Can you put the slide up? Quieter, quieter. Okay, shh. Let's bring the music down a little bit. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. We're gonna, I, I, want, I want you guys to be talking about this thing of rest. Okay, this is what churches do in small groups. We have home groups, but I just, I love doing this stuff in church because you got everybody, all right? So we're gonna do a couple of these questions. I want you to pick a couple of these questions. What can you do to build more times of rest, silence, and solitude into your life? Or come up with one or two ideas to implement this week and share them if you're feeling brave. So actually, let's just start with the first one, the way I wrote these, I forgot how I wrote them. So start with the first one, okay? So I want you to go around each person and share what can, I, what can you do to build more times of rest, silence, and solitude. So this could just be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop speeding. I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna, like with the whole unhurried life, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna decide to stand in the long line at the grocery store, not the shortest line, okay? Um, you might say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my lunch breaks alone. I'm gonna go sit in my car. You might say, I'm gonna read the word on a cliff somewhere. Um, solitude, you might say, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna start taking a Sabbath. I don't know, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to, what can you do to build more times of silence and solitude? Actually, you know what, I missed a question. Here, here's what I wanna do first. Forgive me, you guys just, thank you for your grace. Here's the first question, I don't see it up there. I want you to go around, and I always want you to share what's one thing. Don't get too deep on it, okay? All right? You'll make people feel uncomfortable. Um, stop. I just want you to, I want you to share what, what feels hard to you about rest, silence, solitude, all that thing. What feels hard to you? Does that make sense? So like I said, you don't have to go too crazy. Just keep it short. Don't, some of you guys are extroverts. You just want to keep talking. Get, rein that in, all right? I know the battle. <laughs> you know I do. Listen, so what feels hard about that? All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna give you that one little question. What feels hard to you about rest? And just, be, just do a little honesty with the people. I promise you, you'll, you'll, feel, you'll feel better when other people share it too. Are you guys ready? All right, go ahead, go around in circle, just share. I'll bring you back in a minute. All right. All right, this is part two. Um, next set of questions. This is the part about I wanted to get into. Is I want you to I want you to go around now and I want you to this is the action part, okay? 
Um, what can you do to build more times of rest, silence, and solitude into your life? If you feel more called to the solitude part, because that part feels really difficult, focus on that. If you feel more on like rest and refreshing, like, oh, I should surf more. I should take more walks with my wife, or I should get away from the kids more, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, I want you, so I'll come up with one or two ideas, and I want you to share it with the group. Okay, one or two ideas. Again, don't go too crazy. In a couple minutes, I'm going to call you back. So I just, I want you, and if I were you, I would write it down. Write down this idea, okay? I don't want this to go in one ear and out the other, and, and, and your yeses don't mean yes anymore, okay? So take this seriously, even though there's lots of grace. Take this seriously, because this is your life, and, and we're, we're upgrading it right now, all right? All right, go ahead. Come up with two, one or two ideas to implement this week. If you're watching on the live stream, put something in the comment section. What you're going to do to rest. All right, all right, let me, let me pull you back. Shh. This is the last thing we're gonna do, and I'm gonna release you like butterflies in a minute, all right? This is the last thing, listen. Remember how I told you guys you weren't in the audience, right? Remember that, you're in the ministry team, okay? You're the ones that get to do the ministry of Jesus. Hallelujah, you're the people he empowered. All right, so I want you to, right now, I want you to, I want you to point to yourself like this. Put a finger on your, on your chest right there. There you go. All right, say, say this with me. So I want you to say, the Holy Spirit is inside me. The Holy Spirit is inside me. And he wants out. And he wants out. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to go around. I want you to begin to just find out. If you, can, if you want to ask them what they need prayer for, if you feel like you just fell in love with that person across from you and you want to prophesy over them, you want to share an encouraging word, you want to tell them you like their smile, you like their hair, I don't care what. But let's just start just pouring it at people. Take another five or ten minutes, and then I'm going to release the you to get your kids. Um, and just I want you to start just, this is the time when you get to lay hands on each other in, a, in an appropriate way and, 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 and just love on each other. So if you want to ask them, hey, what do you need prayer for? If What you need prayer for should be a sentence or two. A sentence or two, okay? This, and that way they get to have all the joy of pr praying over you, okay? So don't, don't, don't rattle off the Trains, planes, and automobile story that you got in your head. Just, just a couple sentences and let them come in like with, like with the Lord. You ready? All right. Go ahead. And um, I'll, 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 I might release this or I might just let you guys go. All right. So go ahead. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life. Because the